0: today, Jesus, as we yield ourselves to your spirit today, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Lord, I desire to be with you, Father. Lord, I need you speaking into our life today, Jesus directing, operating, and flowing through a life in a vessel today, Jesus. Lord, I magnify you, Jesus. Lord, you are our strength today. You are peace. You are joy and wisdom this morning, God. And I seek you in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's continue to worship him and worship and praise this morning. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.
1: When the music fades and all is stripped away, And I simply come Longing just to see Something that's of worth That will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song I'm coming back to the heart of worship And it's all about you Yes, it's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it When it's all about you Yes, it's all about you, Jesus, King of endless worth. No one could express how much you deserve. Though I'm weak and poor, all I have is yours every single breath i'll bring you more i'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required you search much deeper within through the way things appear, you're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you. Yes, it's all about you, Jesus. yes it's all about you jesus i'm sorry lord for the things i've made it when it's all about you yes it's all about you jesus i'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you Yes, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it. When it's all about you. Yes, it's all about you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, I'm coming back to the heart of worship, Jesus. Where it's all about you, Jesus. I worship you and I praise you. (laughs) Hallelujah, Jesus. I will sing unto the Lord for he is worthy to be praised. I will sing unto the Lord and bless his holy name. I will sing unto the Lord for he is worthy to be praised. I will sing unto the Lord and bless his holy name. You are holy, you are righteous, you are magnificent, you are victorious, you are mighty, you are omnipotent, there is none that can compare. You are holy, you are righteous You are magnificent, you are victorious You are mighty, you are omnipotent There is none that can compare I've come come to bless your name I will sing, I will sing unto the Lord For he is worthy to be praised I will sing unto the Lord and bless his holy name. You are holy, you are righteous, you are magnificent, you are victorious, you are mighty, you are omnipotent. There is none that can compare. I've come to bless your name. Bless his name, bless his name. Let everybody come in, bless his name. Bless his name, bless his name. Let everybody come in, bless his name. Bless his name, bless his name. Let everybody come in, bless his name. Bless his name, bless his name. Let everybody come in, bless his name. You are holy, you are righteous, you are magnificent, you are victorious, you are mighty, you are omnipotent, there is none that can compare. You are holy, you are righteous, you are magnificent, you are victorious, you are mighty, you are omnipotent, there is none that can compare. Come to bless your name. Bless his name, bless Bless his name Let everybody everybody come in Bless his name, bless his name Bless his name, name. name. let everybody come in Bless his name, you are holy You are holy, you are righteous You are are magnificent. magnificent, you are victorious You are mighty, you are omnipotent There is none that can compare i've come to bless your name i will sing unto the lord for he is worthy to be praised i will sing unto the lord and bless his holy name i will sing unto the lord for he is worthy to be praised i will sing unto the lord And bless his holy name you are holy you are righteous you are magnificent you are victorious you are mighty you are omnipotent there is none that can compare you are holy you are righteous you are magnificent you are victorious you are mighty you are omnipotent there is none that can compare I've come to Bless your name, let's bless, bless his name. Bless his name, bless his name. Let everybody come in, bless his name. Bless his name, bless his name. Let everybody come in, bless his name, bless his name. Bless his name. Let everybody come and bless his name. You are holy. You are righteous. You are magnificent. You are victorious. You are mighty. You are omnipotent. There is none that can compare. I come to bless your name. Hallelujah.
2: Father, we worship you. Hallelujah. We came to bless you, Father. Hallelujah. We came to worship you. Hallelujah. We came to worship you. Hallelujah. We came to worship you, Father. We love of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, woo, I feel the spirit of God in this place, hallelujah, amen, you may all be seated, hallelujah, I'm going to worship him some more. This morning, I uh, uh, there's a lot of things that, you know, the Lord's been running through my mind. Yeah. But there's always some things that you have to know and that you can't forget. Amen. We might not have control of these fires and all that smoke and stuff. Uh, Me and my wife were talking yesterday, and, you know, that fire has purpose as well. Because out of that fire comes life. Whatever it burns, that black charcoal and stuff, you know, it's like fertilizer to all the land, and it brings back new growth. But sometimes it's not so good going through it. (laughs) You know, I'm like, oh, I'm sick of it. I was uh, talking with a dear friend yesterday. And uh, there were some good things going on in his life. And something marked me. My wife said, tell him to write that down. Tell him to write it down so he doesn't forget of how he felt at that moment in that time. I want to share a scripture with you here. Of something that God's been stirring in my heart. And I think it's necessary for us to know as we go forward. Let me see, where is it at? Exodus uh, chapter 6, verse 1. And I can't get this out of my my spirit. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall... We got that, Jerry? Exodus chapter 6. Verse 1, now the Lord said to Moses, now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand, he will let them go. And he will drive them out of the land. He's not only going to let my people go, but he's going to drive them out. Verse 6 Therefore, say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage. I will rescue you from their bondage. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. I will take you as my people and I will be your God, then you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. They were powerless as we were to that sin, to those things that held us against God's will but he came with a powerful hand to set you free. This is what God does. And I can't never forget that moment when he set me free. Yes, amen. There's some things that you just got to write down that you got to remember that you had no power over the enemy. If they would have went back to Egypt, Pharaoh would have killed them. He would have destroyed them. But God, his love and mercy and kindness. Father, come on, if you can please stand with me. I'm going to call two ushers up here. Father, we give you... All of our heart, Father, for you saved us with your powerful hand. That we might not forget your goodness and kindness. It is holy to him. You are perfect. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. I I was nothing. But you saw something in me. Ushers, if you would go forth, they're going to pick up your offering. Bless these tithes and offering, Lord. Come on, worship him right now. If you're thankful, if you're thankful where he brought you from, only he can save. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah, you have won the victory. sin is broken, Jesus has won it all. And he has won our freedom, Jesus has paid it all. Seated in majesty You are the risen King I worship you, Jesus
3: Praise God you thankful he's alive and well today. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. The Lord is here. Old song passing through my heart as we, as I felt the Lord moving here. I'm not going to sing. There's a song we used to sing when I was young. It said, reach out and touch the Lord. As he goes by, you'll find he's not too busy to hear your hearts cry. He's passing by this moment, your need to supply, reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. I feel the manifest presence of the Lord here, and if you and I will simply reach with our heart and our spirit, there's a ministry of His Spirit that's flowing here in this atmosphere. And the thing about the Spirit of the Lord is it's always relevant to where we are, and so we can reach to Him, and He'll begin to minister because He knows our frame. I'm thankful for that, aren't you? Praise God. Amen. Thank you for your worship this morning. Thank you all for exampling and leading us in worship this morning. Praise God. You can be seated if you like. I'll dismiss teachers to their classroom lest I forget. May the Lord bless our teachers today. Amen. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord on this beautiful Sunday. Amen. Amen. I'm going to, you have children, we'll dismiss them to class, children ages 4 to 11, we'll have classroom downstairs, and they will receive teaching from the Word of God, and I thank God for our teachers, amen, they don't just, um, they don't provide, it's not about providing child care, it's about ministry. And I'm thankful for teachers that pray and study and give themselves to ministry. Aren't you? They're a blessing. I was watching Mariah up here sing, and I was remembering when she was about this big. And uh, I thought, you know, it's beautiful when you can see a child... She's not a child anymore. I'm not calling her I mean she is to me, but she's not a child anymore. She's a young lady and it's beautiful when you can see them through the years and a testament to her mom and dad and the work of the Lord ministering to a child's life. Amen. It's good to have Bishop and Sister Schoon over here this morning. Uh I, I want to read a verse to you before I turn it to the Bishop this morning. May turn it to Sister Schoonover. I'll leave that to their discretion today. But we're glad they're here. And, um, you know, yesterday they celebrated 39 years of marriage. I don't know if anybody, isn't that pretty cool? I think they were like way back in the old days. They got married when they were 13 or 14. So, but, um we honor them today and for those 39 years 26 of those years they have been serving praying ministering and giving to life church and we are a product of their ministry and their giving of themselves and so we honor them today i, w- I want to read this verse and I want you to hear it, and I'm believing the Lord to mark your spirit accordingly so that it affects your life of prayer. Okay? Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 28, he said this. He was speaking of his responsibility. He was speaking of his role... And uh, you can read all the verses before. He talked about all the stuff he went through, being beaten with stripes, shipwrecked, perils of country. He he names all that in verses uh, 24 through 27, but I just want to read verse 28. After he names all that stuff that he went through, you know, you go through some stuff when you're doing the work of the kingdom of God. Let me say that again for somebody. You go through stuff when you're doing the work of the kingdom of God. There's a false doctrine in the world today that says once you start living and giving your life to the work of the kingdom, that everything should be just perfect, beautiful, no problems. Just And so people bail because they think, man, I thought it was supposed to get better. It does. You're just not working for a temporary reward any longer. You're working for eternal things. You're laying up treasures where moth and rust don't corrupt and thieves don't break through and steal. And so, Paul, this is all this stuff he goes through, but then he said this, verse 28, beside those things that are without, that's all the stuff he went through, the stuff without, that which comes upon me daily, the care of all the churches. And... As I just shared, Bishop and Sister Scunover have been serving and ministering and praying for and giving to Life Church for the last 26 years, and it would be easy to assume, oh man, they just they sort of on cruise control now. They just, I promise you, it's the farthest thing from it, and I probably don't even know the half. They bear about with them what Paul's describing here. They bear about the care of all the churches. All right? You say, why am I telling you this? Because I want it to impact your prayer. You understand? I want it to impact your prayer. I want you to give yourself as the Spirit would lead you every day praying for them and bearing them up. You can stand against things and war against things so that they are covered and protected and can do the work of the ministry that God's called them to. you receive that today yes. amen why don't we stand together Amen Bishop thank you yes
4: I'd like Oh, please be seated. I'd like for my wife to come <coughs> and stand by me. Stand by your man. Oh, that was a worldly song. Sorry.
5: I thought that was a worldly song. What do you want me to do? Oh. Thank you, there Jesus. You yeah. Okay. I'm so glad to be here today with the hearts. Good to see you, Autumn. Welcome back. And all of the beautiful people here. Can I take five minutes? With his blessing. I, I felt a strong unction of the Holy Ghost. Um, such deep worship here. Such uh, a depth. And that comes only with uh, deep prayer and deep study of the word. You ha- there's, you know, the word and there's prayer. They have to be mixed together. Not one or the other. Do you love the word of God? I love the word of God. A lot of times I can be reading it or listening to it. And I really have no idea what it's saying. Anybody reading the Old Testament right now? Yeah. And and um, as women, we're very, very busy. And we can take our little time of devotion in the morning. But the word brings clarity to me when nothing else does. Sometimes I pray and I'm carrying all this stuff to God and I feel like I'm praying in my flesh. I'm praying because I know so much of situations. And so oftentimes I will, with that weight that, I'm, that, you know, you're trying to pray through, pray through, pray about, pray for these people, pray for this situation, um, I'll, I'll listen to the word. I'll put my AirPods in. And this happened to me the other, a couple of weeks ago. Now, I have not taught on this, but this happened to me in the book of Obadiah. Who in the world is Obadiah? And how much attention have we ever paid to Obadiah? It's one chapter. And I was actually folding laundry, doing the things that we do, have to do, to keep everything running smoothly. And I was so curious as to who Obadiah was speaking to. And I've been so burdened about the area. You can't control everything in your life. And you, you listen to or you read and you try and not take in too much of everything that's going on, whether it's fake news or whether it's real news. And my daughter came to me about the situation in the Middle East, and this is not about... What's going on there right now? But she says, Mom, I feel so strong to pray, not about the evacuations, but about the people that have sacrificed to bring the gospel to that area. If they can't get out, then let them go fast. If they can't get out, God, then let them go painless. And, and she, she was so just adamant about that. And it reminded me of the spirit that is there in that area the Edomites. Now the scripture in Obadiah, took me back to Obadiah because I listened to it in the King James. And then I listened to it in the message and I thought, no, don't be saying, Hey dude, and this is cool. (laughs) So then I listened to it and though there's a place for the message, I still listen to the message, but there's, then I listened to it in the NIV and I was trying to absorb why I don't know, but in the last part of Obadiah it says, the Edomites were no more, but that spirit that still dwells in that area is risen its ugly face, and through a situation that happened in another congregation, I have been battling a spirit, I've been praying against a spirit." When we were in Jordan uh, ministering, it was an unfamiliar spirit that I'd never felt, Brother Hart. It was something I had never, ever felt except when we were in in Amman. And I'm just going to take two more minutes because I felt this so much. And I'm going to bring up Obadiah. Have you heard of... um, Petra. Has has anyone ever been to Petra? Raise your hand. We were in that area. We did not go to Petra, but while we were ministering there in Jordan, the, the missionaries took us to an area near Petra where there was a lot of ruins. We could see where we were actually on the King's Highway. That was a highway that existed, um, very early on, even in the days of Obadiah, and you could see in the hard rock there, the crevice that was built in the hard rock from the chariot wheels. It's a king's highway. It's, it, was be, it went north and south because of the trade of spices. And I would just touch that, and I would imagine. You could take that highway all the way to a certain area. You could take it this way to go around the Red Sea to Jerusalem. And we didn't go to Petra because we didn't have enough time. We had a service that night. Who are the Edomites? Descendants of Esau. Remember Jacob and Esau? They started fighting in the womb. And then it it talks about where... Um, Jacob, Esau sold his birthright for porridge. That's Jacob and Esau. Esau, Edomites are the descendants of Esau. Then it goes on to talk about how he tricked his father, who couldn't see on his deathbed, and took the birthright. So um, Esau had a reason to be mad at his brother. Esau had a reason to be angry. It was later on in around Genesis 30 that Jacob made peace with Esau. But that bitterness still was there. Enough to where when Esau, their names were later changed to Edom and Israel, they couldn't go. Edom wouldn't let them go through their land. So anyway, I don't want to get sidetracked. But today, this is what I was thinking I'm going to read to you in the NLT version part of Obadiah. And this is Obadiah is uh, prophesying. He sees a vision. He says, we have heard a message from the Lord that an ambassador was sent to the nations to say, get everyone. That an ambassador, ambassador was sent to the nations to say, get everyone. Get ready. Let's assemble our armies and attack Edom. The Lord says to Edom, I will cut you down to size among the nations. You will be greatly despised. You have been deceived by your own pride. And this is what stood out to me. Edom was so proud. Edom was the, the group that, that built Petra. They lived high in the rocks. Nobody was going to get them. They lived high enough to where they could attack anybody that was traveling through. And the King's Highway went through that because of their pride. That spiritual spirit over there that rises up and says, I know the right way. I know the right way. You've been deceived by your own pride because you live in a rock fortress and make your home high in the mountains. You can ever reach us way up here, you ask boastfully. But even if you soar as high as the eagles and build your nest among the stars, I will bring you crashing down, says the Lord. No matter what we're dealing with, no matter what the world is dealing with, no matter what spiritual... um, is rising over there and using a group of men that think they have all spirituality that the whole world should listen to. And the oppression that is being put on those people, God said not only to the Edomites, but to the spirit, it will come crashing down. That pride will stop. And all I have to say today is whatever you are battling God has a purpose in it. The Edomites did so much damage back in the day. That spirit can do so much damage. But when you're in God, that pain and those woes, he's refining you. He's allowing you go through nothing that he does not allow. Because he knows what's down the road for you and what you need to do. The experience you need, the stamina you need, and that's what came to me through all this worship today. I thought of that scripture about you have been deceived by your own pride, and I thought of the end of verse 4, but you will come crashing down. And I'm so thankful that that spirit lives within me and that I can pray that way today. There's a real, you know, I couldn't believe how much was in Obadiah. If you read it sometime, look at all of the, you should not have, you should not have that he says to Edom. You should not have. And it's all about, there's a whole thing of forgiveness, even though God had a plan, but he should not have watched his brother. Just be swallowed up in all of the war. So it's a good book. So when nothing makes sense, listen to the word of God. If you don't understand it, ask your elder what I should read, what I should study. If you don't understand it, ask the Holy Ghost to reveal it to you. I love the word, and it keeps clarity in my often ADD mind. God bless you. I'm very glad to, to be here today. Thank you.
4: Romans, the twelfth chapter, at verse fourteen. Bless them that persecute you. Bless. And curse not. Well, that's completely unnatural. You've been jabbed. What do you want to do? See, we have unity in the house. <laughs> Elder Johnstone and I were carrying a piece of plywood, very heavy into the house the other day doing a little remodeling, and our dogs have taken ownership of the step in front of the door. It don't matter what's going on. That's their spot. Well, you know, we've been forgiving, and we open the door and step over them and go in the house. Well, this plywood was very heavy, and so I was in front, and so I thought, well, I'll just tap Sydney on the foot, and get her out of the way. And when I tapped her on the foot, she reached back and (laughs) grabbed a hold of my shoe. What in the world? Where'd that come from? She was probably asleep, but I don't know what she was dreaming about. I've noticed there are people in society these days, a little edgy, People are living on edge. Let me keep reading. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Have you ever wanted to curse somebody? I don't mean to use curse words necessarily. But you wanted to give them a zinger. Take that. And then you have to ask yourself. especially if there's another one comes right behind it. And if you give way, wow, there's a whole case built against it. And you've got all the justification. Where in the world did that come from? Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense no man evil for evil. <laughs> okay, now there's a tough one. Because nature, the natural man, feels justified. Like it's an automatic. You know, it may not be a natural punch or a hit, but the natural response is to hit back. That's nature. That's natural. That's the man. But the direction and the wisdom of God, the direction of the word of God, the, uh, the wisdom of God says, recompense no evil, no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. Let that sink in just for a minute. We could so quickly just slip on and pass that. Because of that little feeling that you're dealing with right now. Avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord we know that in our minds we if we have read and studied in the word of god we're we you know this anytime the word vengeance comes up into a conversation it's a trigger and we immediately say no the lord said vengeance is mine i will repay saith the lord Sometimes in such subtle ways, there are undergirding, underlying tensions that become thoughts that would like to become words. And we find ourselves through life having to process that back here or maybe down here. Before it gets up here and then becomes manifested here. Because you can't take words back. Have you ever really had a good singer? How did it feel? I mean, momentarily did it feel ah, yeah only oh, you can answer that <laughs> but you're not willing to in this scenario <laughs> until afterwards <laughs> an afterthought and then as you begin to process what you said how you said it and the impact of what you said and now, if you could reverse it somehow or talk your way out of it, you'd you'd maybe attempt or try to cover it up, smother it up, make good. Almost sounds like we're sitting at the kitchen table here, don't it? Because relationally, these are the kinds of things that happen between people who love each other. You know, you don't cuss out the uh, gas station attendant, and I don't mean cuss out, I mean use strong language or express anger in some way, unless there's something bothering you. Now, there's a lot of edgy people around these days. I said to my wife one day, I said, you know, I I find myself verbalizing more than what I have had in the past. In other words, I finish at a checkout counter. It's no longer just thanks and out the door. Or, you know, it's always the comeback. Have a good one. Next, Next. I feel I find myself saying. Thank you very much. And smiling without a mask <laughs> I used to want to say, I'm smiling under this mask. But I find myself wanting, I, I see, I feel the tensions of people. The world condition has continued to change, and it has set a lot of people on edge, and we don't know the, all of the reasons or what's in the background or how that day started for them. We don't know those things. But I feel like I want to see this. It's not natural for me. Some people are so bubbly, so oh, it looks fake. That's, it's not me naturally. So I am actually stepping beyond my flesh when I'm saying, oh, thank you so much. And I mean it, I mean it. I'm not being fake, I don't think. <laughs> but I'm finding myself wanting to go beyond maybe what's expected or asked to, I'm not just, listen to me, I'm not just wanting to uh, bless this individual. I find myself wanting to honor God. And so no matter what the treatment has been to me by somebody or or other situations in my day, I find myself every time that I express uh, love and appreciation to people, I'm honoring my father. I'm honoring my maker who said, bless and don't curse. Even those That are causing you pain or that have, in your mind, persecuted you in some way. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give pace. Let me read on verse 20. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. Now, enemy is a strong word. I would rather say maybe those sometimes that you're at odds with. That's not necessarily making an enemy, but I suppose in some people's eyes it could. The natural reaction to somebody that gets on your nerves. I mean, you'd rather they didn't talk. You don't like when things come out of their mouth. It somehow offends you or causes you pain and, you know. <clears throat> or, it, or it triggers thoughts of a comeback. You know, a little jab, a little stick, a little zinger. So how do you defeat that? I mean, that is something that we contend with because the flesh. Now maybe some of you all got your flesh so under control. You're living in another world than I am. But, again, I, this, is, I have, this has come up in conversation between me and my wife about, and I'm just expressing, I don't even know when it started or where it began, but I feel like I'm counteracting. I'm counteracting the tension, the edge, the fear, the things that are all around me in society, the hate, the hate. The ugliness sometimes that comes through people, I just want to counteract it. Because I believe that is the principle of the scripture that says, bless and don't curse. Sorry, can I use you? All right, you're my enemy. You ready for that? You can't smile at me if you're my enemy. <laughs> Wipe that smile off your face. And so, because you're my enemy, I got feelings here inside when I'm around you. There's thoughts that come to my mind about you like it's evidence being served in a court case against you because you're my enemy. And if opportunity arises, I'm waiting for the moment. I'm going to give you one. Zing. That's what's happening on this side of the equation. All right? It's talking about my enemies. But the direction of the, the word and the wisdom of God says, take them to McDonald's. What would you like? No, don't get the two cheeseburger meal. Get the Big Mac. <laughs> get the big drink. Go ahead. Yeah. What do you want? Anything you want. Now, you may position yourself as, so I'm, t- I'm counteracting everything that's going on in me. And at first thought, that's what I would think of the situation myself. Until you go through the situation. And you come to the realization, as you act out, you are honoring. The word of God, you are honoring God. And I'm going to say it this way. I am worshiping God through my action of caring for you, getting let me me get you a drink. Now, this isn't somebody that we all think alike. We're all friendly and we're buddies and we, we like hanging out. These are individuals in my life that, man, I'm questioning God. Why do you keep sending these kind of people into my life? But in the action of the doing, of the caring, of the serving, it's just not I'm wanting to do something good for my enemy. It's the fact that I'm wanting the expression of my heart to be an act of worship So every time I'm at a checkout counter now or some scenario that puts me face to face with individuals that I don't talk to on a daily basis. I did listen to the encounter of the person in front of me. You know, and listen to the back and forth and you should have, and why didn't you and you could, you, you know. And so now it's my turn. And I'm going to worship God. Through the encounter. Are you hearing me? I'm going to worship God through my encounter. My reflection and my respect to the teaching of the word of God. Is worship unto God. And we're living in a day and hour when it seems to be tested. Anybody been tested this week? Hallelujah. I'm not alone. And I'm not talking about the dog. We tore the some things apart in the house and decided let's get rid of that jacuzzi tub. We've never even used it. And so I ripped it out. I had it against the house, and I listed it on Facebook and, you know, first tried to sell it, and nobody wants to buy anything anymore. But say the word free. Zing, 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 zing. Is it available? Is it available? Is it available? Yes. And then to get somebody to show up to pick it up, uh, uh, I have to arrange for this. I have to get a truck. I have to call my brother-in-law. I have to, can can you hold it to me for next week? Nope. Got to be gone today. Anyway, you work through your list, and then somebody promises you they're going to come and get it. Yesterday. And now it's today. And it's still leaning against the house. <laughs> well, I got the text. It says, "If you still got it, I can come and get it." I said, "Where are you?" <laughs> Granger. Hmm. Because I was thinking, I'm ready to deliver it." <laughs> Free. <laughs> well, I'll be there at six o'clock. We're in harvest. We have to wait till we get off work. I'll be there at 6. Okay, so my wife and I are at the house, and it's now 5, and she's going to leave. We got the place so tore apart, we rented a hotel room down here. Okay? For a couple of days. She's already at the hotel yesterday. Our 39th wedding anniversary. I'll be right there. I'm going to connect with these people. They're going to take it in their truck, and... I'll be right there, dear. And 6 o'clock comes. 6.30 comes. We're on our way. We're coming through Union Gap. We have to make one more stop in Sela Okay. Text me when you're ready to arrive. I'll put my man-eating dogs away. 7 o'clock. 7.55, and I've had enough. My wife is at the hotel. It is our wedding after first. (laughs) And I'm feeling like a creep. (laughs) And now they're not talking to me. Oh, I can't tell you the zingers. (laughs) They were coming. Now, I will confess. I did text and say, you have greatly inconvenienced me. I committed to meeting you at 6. It's now 8 o'clock. And you've not arrived. And tonight is my wedding anniversary. (laughs) Hey, take notes if you buy everything off of Craigslist or follow through. Communicate. Don't leave people hanging. Anyway. of course i had these conversations with my wife last week about you know i'm feeling like i just want to you know <laughs> what, what what's the big idea here and so i fired up my truck i'm going to the hotel let them get there and want to know where i'm at anyway so they text back three words we're on no whatever we're on your road, and I'm thinking, I just drove out my road. I didn't pass anybody, but I went on to the hotel. I didn't say anything else, but all night long, I was bothered. Why? These are the things. These are the things that are feeding my mind. Who would do something like this to you? Why would they do this to you? Why didn't they communicate? You're giving it to them for free. Ooh, I just want to. And do you know I got up this morning kind of as mad as I was when I went to bed. And I had to head back out to the house, take care of some things. And this scripture came to me. (laughs) Okay. And then I began to rehearse the thoughts and the feelings that I had had this past week. How truly good it feels, not to give the zinger, but to worship God by our actions to others. Loving, I don't even know if this is a real word, but loving the unlovable. Being kind and considerate to those who are not kind and considerate to you. Matter of fact, they use you half the time. Should I say that again? They use you half the time. And sometimes it's the very ones that you want to kick out, eject out of your house. Not in your house. Your life. (laughs) Excuse me, I didn't mean to get so personal. <laughs> that was probably me, not the Lord. But this is the reality of the days that we are living in, and we are the body of Christ. We are his body in the earth. I feel, I, I don't feel like... Uh, you know, in the past times, I've read these scriptures and think, that's, that's asking too much. That's asking too much. How can you ask that? Bless those that persecute you. And it felt to me like that's a painful thought even to do that. Until I've come to the, the realization, I can worship him. I can honor God. No, use an example twice. I can honor God in not just doing for, but my treatment of others, whether there's anything to gain or not from me, or even in the relationship. I never see this individual again, but when we part company. I'll know that I have worshipped. And they'll go away saying, who's that guy? Why was he so nice? I'm not talking about just being nice. I'm talking about the expression of the living God on the earth through us as vessels. I am 63 years old. I think I'm still growing. I want to keep growing. Don't you? I want to grow in him. Right to the last. Just keep showing me. I told him this morning, I agree. I verbalized it out loud. I agree with you. Why don't we
3: stand together? In Jesus' name. Praise God. The word of God is applicable. the We like the inspiration of the word um, but the word should also bring in our lives alteration. Amen should bring alteration um, The world is filled with teachers who are just inspiring people. Go on YouTube. But the moment you begin to step into a life with the word of God, following the spirit of the Lord, seeking to bring alteration to a life, you begin to find out how much someone really wants the word of God to work in their life or not. Use it to inspire me. But the moment you begin to challenge my living and try to let the word of God alter me. Hold on a minute. I want to receive the word of God to bring alteration in my life. Amen. And so this is what I would ask today of this applicable word of the Lord. Is that if, in fact, while we were sitting here, hearing and receiving the word of the Lord today, a name or an individual or someone was quickened to our thoughts. Now you're getting nervous. Because you know where we're going. I'm asking us to by the grace of God, apply the word. That individual that came to mind, that circumstance that came to mind that maybe is left undone or closed away, you didn't like the way it closed. I really feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm asking you to Take this applicable word and say, "Lord, yes." Following Bishop's example, say, "Lord, I agree." It's one thing you ever <laughs> you ever talk to somebody and you're sharing something and they're going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that's right." Yeah, you ever talk to somebody like that? Yeah, you know where I'm going, don't you? And they're doing all that, and, and you want to go, are you listening? <laughs> I mean, I, I get the, yeah, 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 but no, 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 I don't want all that. Are you listening? I'm not saying that to you. I'm, Well, maybe a little bit. The point is, I don't want to just hear the word of the Lord and go, man, Lord, I agree. If I say I agree, but I do nothing, then I'm, I'm going, yeah, Lord, yeah, yeah, that's right, God. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to agree and then not act. James said that we should not be hearers of the word only, but doers of the word. And I feel the Spirit of the Lord through His word inviting us to be a doer of the word today. He said, if I hear the word, but then I don't do it, I'm like someone that went and I... I looked in a mirror, and when I looked in the mirror, I saw the reality of who I was and what I'd done. But then, and so I realized I should respond to what I see. But then I turn away from the mirror, and I immediately forget what I just saw, and I don't do in relationship to what I just saw. I want to be a doer of the Word. I'm asking you. I'm asking you today. I believe the Lord is asking us. In the ministry of the word today, if the Lord, if a name came to your mind, a circumstance or a situation came to your spirit, I'm asking you to put the word to practice. Reach to them as the Lord would lead you. Bless them with the right spirit. So if you got to pray first, I understand that. Amen. Did we pray together right now before we leave here? Lord, I'll receive your word into my spirit. I receive your word into my spirit. Father, I don't want to be a hearer only, but a doer. To please you, to worship you. And in doing so, Father, that men would be drawn to you. In the name of Jesus, I pray your strength in the body today, a taking of this word and applying it in our lives, that you would be glorified, that you would be worshipped through it. In Jesus' name, I pray and I thank you. Praise God. God bless you today release you to go and be a doer in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.